Hi there, and welcome to episode two of The Passion Project. Today, I'm finishing off my chat with Lizzie Lockhart. You might remember the last episode, we talked a little bit about self-care and being kind to ourselves. You can definitely expect more of that in today's episode, so let's dive back into it. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, self-care. Mm-hmm. We've got other topics as well on our list, and we'll see if we get to them. Yeah. Um, mainly around podcasts and our passion for those. Yes. Because that did, our WhatsApp messages and our love for podcasts kind of yeah. merged. And it's kind of, if someone took all of our messages and put them in one, we'd probably have like a three-hour podcast oh my every God. week. Um, probably even more than that. I'm terrified of that idea. Yeah. No, I think it's great, actually. I think our messages average about 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah, that's usually like a normal-ish message. Yeah. And you know if it's like a 20-minute message, there's some shit that's been going down. Yeah, or the person, i.e. me, has like a five-minute road rage right <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> Where I'm just like, oh my god, this person can't drive. And I'm just always just... stuck in standstill traffic, so yeah. there's no road rage because I'm, I'm not moving. <laughs> <laughs> but that's going to change next year because yes, you are not slightly. driving quite as far. Yeah, it won't be as bad. Yeah. And one thing that we do with our messages, which I really love, is we have this part where at the end, and we sometimes forget, but not very often, we share like a highlight and a low light. And it's really nice because sometimes it makes you think about reflecting your day in a different way. And the low light is about acknowledging that not everything is great and it's okay to have shit moments. But that on the flip side, there's always something to be grateful for in some moment in your day that was good. Yeah. And I like those. I think the highlight and low light, you instigate those more than I do. And I really appreciate that because it kind of forces me to take a positive mm. lens to things. Yeah, sometimes when you've had a real shit day, the highlight can be hard to find. But it's like it's in there. It's hiding somewhere in there. You just got to dig yeah, it out. Absolutely. And I think we've kind of, when we do our highlight and our low light, sometimes just acknowledging that something bad has happened it's kind of like a problem shared is a problem halved, yeah. and you, it just makes you feel better. You release it in a yeah. way, like you're not holding on to it tightly, ruminating when you can just share it and then be like, that was today, and now it's over, you know, that exactly. moment is gone. Yeah, and it also helps that when I come home, then I don't have all these negative things to yeah. tell Michael, yeah, um, me too. you know, I can focus on the positives a little bit, and that makes it a little bit nicer. Um, seems how Michael and I are trying very hard to go for a walk in the evening and debrief with each other. Speaking of self-care. Yes, self-care. Brought it right back. Hells yeah. You're very good at this. You should be on more. <laughs> um, yes, so part of the self-care stuff for me is moving a little bit more. Yes. So I have a back injury. Um, it is a long-term mm. back injury and it leads to chronic pain. Uh, my back restricts me from doing quite a few things. And it's probably one of the reasons I put on quite a bit of weight in the recent years. Um, it's got a lot better in probably the last two years. I went to go and see an osteopath in 2000, end of 2017. Mm. And he changed my life. Uh, Kingsland Osteopath, if anyone wants to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, he was absolutely amazing. He could be your official sponsor. He could be my <laughs> official sponsor. Oh, that would be the dream. Um, I went in... And so I have a narrow disc in my back, which means that the gel in my disc has leaked out at some point and it's healed itself, but now it's too narrow for the vertebra and sometimes the vertebra touch Mm. and that's incredibly painful. It's kind of like having like arthritis in your back where, Mm -hmm. you know, the bones touch. 
it's incredibly painful. It can lead to me not being able to walk. Yeah. And I have been hospitalized for it before, um, which was when I met you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so bringing it all back. Um, so I went to go and see an osteopath and I went and I was, I cried in my first session um, because they make you sort of, osteopaths are really expensive. I've never been to one. It's ridiculously expensive. It yeah. was 88 bucks for yeah. like a 20 minute consultation. Wow. But you're paying for a miracle, so yeah. it's fair. Um, I went in and my mom went with me and she sat outside and I was in the middle of a flare up, which was really difficult. So it gets better and then it gets worse. Mm-hmm. And I have to make sure that I'm hydrated because obviously that affects your back and stuff mm-hmm. like that. For anyone who didn't know that, if you do not drink enough, your discs get quite short and stumpy and dehydrated mm-hmm. and it can cause you back issues. So drink some water. Yep. Always. That's the answer to everything. Yeah. So I went in and I was in the middle of a flare up and he gets you to kind of like bend over as much as you can to touch your toes and mm. like reach in all these different directions so that you can see how your body moves and how you bend and things yeah. like that. Um, osteopaths, so physios deal with muscles, chiropractors deal with your bones, and osteopaths deal with everything. Yeah. Um, so they're a really good mix if you don't know where the problem is. Um, because if you go to a physio and you're like, oh, it's my muscle, but yeah. it's actually your bone, you can make it worse. Yeah. Um, and vice versa. So I went along. He made me do all these weird bendy things. And he was like, okay, I can see where the problem is. That's not a problem. And he was like, how do you feel about your back? And I just burst into tears and I was like, I'm really scared. Mm. And he's like, why are you scared? And it was something that I hadn't really considered much. I knew that I was scared about my back and I knew that it was something that would bring me to tears Mm. at like the most random of moments. But it turns out that I was scared because I was afraid when I got older, I wouldn't be able to walk and I wouldn't Mm. be able to move. And if we decided to have kids that I wouldn't be able to have a normal pregnancy and I wouldn't be able to still get on with life while I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And he was so positive about everything. And he was like, you know, whenever you get pregnant, when you have a flare up, you come to me, we'll sort you out. Yeah. He's like, we'll just do it a little bit more regularly. You'll be absolutely fine. And I was like, oh, thank God. Like that was the first time that someone had confirmed that actually it's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then it wasn't the end of my world. Yeah. Which was good. And then I kind of got onto, he's got like a little, um, kind of looks like a massage bed, but you know, you're not getting a massage. Um, <laughs> and so I hopped up and he made me like put my legs up into like a V position and then cross them. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. And then with my legs like that, he stood behind me and put his hand under my neck and just like jiggled my neck. Wow. And it was like the smallest of movements. And when he was doing it, I was like, this is really weird. Like, what are you doing? And I got up and my entire body felt like it had been taken apart, cleaned and put back together. It just felt amazing. And that was the first time that I felt really positive about my back. Um, And so I kind of, I need to do exercise for my back. I need to lose a little bit of weight so it doesn't have as much pressure on it, that kind of thing. Um, and so my self-love, this is a very long story, I'm so sorry, but... No, it's good context. Um, <laughs> my self-love is to go for walks and to go to aqua fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm better in the pool, it supports my back, it's yeah. less impact. Um, 
But I haven't been to Aquafit in a while because when I had my eyes done, I didn't want to get back in the water too soon. Yeah. Um, so I need to kind of get back into it. Yeah. And I think probably getting back into it with a more gentle class. So the one that I normally go to is kind of like... She's kind of, intense. She is intense. You've been with me before. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, I think you might agree, it's kind of like Zumba in the pool. It is, yeah. Whereas some of the other ones we've been to have been a lot more slow and like repetitive movements. This one's like full-on dance session in the water. And it's high energy, great fun, but also like exhausting. Yes, it's very tiring. And like the teacher, Maria, she is just so good. Yeah. Like she's fantastic. Going back, there's a, um, a class out in Mount Albert that... Mm-hmm is really gentle it's core attendees are a lot older mm-hmm. and that's probably why it's more like it's kind of like doing restorative yoga yeah. versus like hot bikram yoga or something yeah. you know yeah. um so yeah i think that for me is going to be my self-care in the yeah. new year and also because michael likes to go tramping mm-hmm. which i think he's been restricted with me quite often um, because I'm not up to these huge walks on uneven ground. Um, so I'd like to get a little bit stronger so that we can go on nice trail walks. And now that a lot of them are reopening up after being closed for a while, it's a nice time to get back into it. It is, absolutely. And I want to be strong enough that when we have kids, we can take them on some trail walks yeah. and they can see nature and they can see this beautiful country that we live in. Like, we're really, really blessed to live in New yeah. Zealand. I hate saying blessed. But we're really... We're privileged to live in New Zealand. If you put a hashtag before it, it makes it sound even better. Yeah. Hashtag right. blessed. Yeah. And yeah. Hashtag privileged. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that sounds worse. <laughs> it does, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> um, but yeah, so Michael is British and I'm South African. I lived in the UK for a long time and then we met here in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And I think we kind of bonded over having common ground from the UK. And... I said the C word on our first date. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, in True really, love. Yeah, absolutely. He was like, that's the woman I want to marry. Yeah. Look at that potty mouth. It's great. <laughs> and um, so I think for us, we're just coming from the UK where the weather's not great a lot of the time and where it is very built up in yeah. comparison to New Zealand. Coming here and seeing the wildlife, and it's just, it's an absolute pleasure. Yeah. And we're, we are very very lucky to be here yeah so yeah that's my self-care i love it what are you going to be doing for self-care in 2020 okay well i've got three things on my mind that uh have been very important to me and things that i want to take into 2020 so one of them is that i agree with the moving your body in a way that feels good and i'm kind of sick of moving my body in a way that other people tell me should be the right way to move it so at the moment I've been doing weekly uh, dance class, like a hip-hop burlesque dance class, which was so far out of my comfort zone when I first started that I wasn't quite sure who I was signing up for it and who told me I was allowed to. But it's become such a highlight of every week. Like, I have never had a form of exercise where I spend all week excited for it. Like, no matter what exercise, it's always been a bit of a push to, you know, to get myself on the yoga mat or to go to a class. And these dance sessions have just been life-changing. Um, I'm still definitely the most awkward person there, but it's kind of helped me embrace that and be okay with not being the best person in the room. I think from my perspective, I love this dance class. It is so fucking good. You've sent me videos and it's great. And you text me, just for everyone out there, Lizzie texted me and she was like, I feel so awkward Mm. in these dance classes. Everyone else looks so sensual Mm -hmm. and sexy and it's just amazing. So we went, and we mm. went and bought you some beautiful workout gear. Kmart. Yeah. Everyone loves Kmart. If they could sponsor me, that would be great. Yeah. 
Um, I would be the Kmart queen. Yeah. But you bought some really nice stuff that yeah. made you feel so much better. Mm-hmm. And I think you kind of, you just reclaimed your body and being yeah. essential in that kind of dance. Yeah. And there's just so, so many different, like, there's one guy who comes, but otherwise it's mainly just a bunch of like super empowered sexual women and they're all different sizes. Like they've all got beautiful, strong bodies in different ways. And it's so positive being around them each week that that is just a whole basket of self care in there. And then the other thing lately that I've been bringing back into my life that I really want to continue growing with is using different essential oils. So I've been really enjoying, I've got so many and I just kind of forgot that they could be used for more than just making the house smell great. Um, so I've been really mindfully like every morning choosing one to like start my day with and I just like take a real big inhale and it's even if it's just like a placebo of you know telling myself that I'm feeling energized it has such like a powerful impact on how I start my mornings Um, and my next thing is that I want to make a whole bunch of like cleaning equipment with them and I've been doing this new trick prepare yourself this is this is amazing this is like the frozen grapes all over again when you get a new toilet roll okay this is not right where you might have thought this was going um, when you put in your toilet roll on the toilet roll holder, I say toilet roll too many times, uh, you take your favourite essential oil, at the moment mine has been lemon, and you put like a drop inside on the cardboard, and it just fucking smells amazing, and every time you go to the bathroom you just get this like whiff of like fresh smell, and it's so good. That's a really good Thank tip, you. I like that. Thank you. You should, there's a place in, I think they're in Penrose, they may have just moved, they're called the Zero Waste Hub, ah. and um, they're very into sustainability and recycling and upcycling and that kind of thing and a lot of the ladies are very woo woo cool. and stuff like that you should definitely go along okay they do um they also do i think it's monthly or bi-monthly they do um empowering woman seminars so they teach you how to use tools and stuff like that and you pay i think it's like 50 bucks and it pays for the time and that kind of thing okay and you go along and you learn how to use basic tools so like a hammer a drill that kind Ooh. of thing and it's the idea is that it sets you up so that when you buy items you can upcycle them yeah sorry that yeah. word sounded weird yeah. um, you can upcycle them and have a really beautiful piece of furniture made from an old piece of furniture mm-hmm. um, which is really great and they do like all kinds of different workshops like bee wrap making cool. and stuff like that and I think probably that fits in with your like yes your ethos yeah so you've got the vegan thing going mm-hmm. you've like you like your essential oils mm-hmm. you're quite woo woo with the tarot cards mm-hmm. it's like i feel so you and i play dungeons and dragons quite mm-hmm. a bit and i feel like you are a druid in real life that's the dream and i feel like it's a dream that you are realizing more and more every day mm-hmm. so that makes me really happy actually thank you yeah i'm just really excited to feel like every year I'm now at that point where every birthday I'm just like so fucking proud to look back and be like, holy shit, like I'm just getting closer to the person who I want to be and that feels really good. And it's because of all the people in my life who hold space for me and who help me grow in a way that feels good and who are open for me changing and getting weird and woo-woo and still sticking around and that, yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. So how did you um, first become aware of self-care? Um, ooh. I feel like it kind of started getting thrown around a lot and at the time I probably used it more as an excuse than anything else. So when it first kind of came up it would be like, I don't have to go exercise because I'm going to be self-care and like stay home and look after myself instead. 
And so it's kind of been this transition over the last year of self-care sometimes meaning having the discipline as well. Like, and I think we think of self-care and self-discipline as being two completely different sides of the coin. But I think for me, they're getting closer together where sometimes it's about moving my body when I don't always necessarily want to, but I know that it's the right thing for me in that moment or choosing a nourishing meal that I know will make me feel good. Even if in the moment I just want to like stuff my face in hot chips. And then sometimes it's doing that and being okay with not feeling great afterwards because you chose the thing that, so yeah, I don't know. It's kind of confusing. Like I think it's used so much and really it's about finding out what's right for you and getting, making decisions that move you in the direction that you want to move in. That was a real, that was a weird answer. How did you find out about self-care? Well, firstly, I liked your answer. I thought that was really great. Um, For me, probably when I started blogging Mm. in about 2012. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like we could have a whole episode just on like digital self-care because I think in the world of digital self-care manifests in a whole different way. And I think sometimes one action, like two people doing the same action, one can be self-care and one cannot. And it really comes down to are you doing it from a place of loving on yourself or not? Are you doing it from a place of punishing yourself? Because then it's not self-care. Exactly. I think it also, Michael brought something up that I thought was really interesting. He said to me that whenever I make a decision, if it's about exercise or food or whatever, Mm. I need to, instead of thinking about the moment right now, where will this cupcake make me feel happy? Mm. Yes, it will in the short term. Yeah. Yeah. But not in the long term. Yeah. He was like, you need to take a step back and think of it as whatever action you are taking as benefiting your future self. Yeah. As if they're a different person. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I guess it's about setting yourself up for success. Yeah. That's what self-care to me is. Yeah. And I mean, it can that can include things like going to get your hair done or getting your nails yeah. done. But those things, they can be part of self-care, but they're not automatic in self-care. Yeah, yeah. And if, it, um, if you're doing it and putting yourself in debt because you don't actually have the money for that or because, you know, like then that's not self-care if you're just sabotaging yourself. Yeah, or if you're doing it to change your appearance because you yeah. have this underlying hate for the way that your hair looks yeah. or whatever the case may be. That's not that's not great. And yeah. that's an underlying thing that you need to deal with. Um, by the same token, I think that therapy is a great self-care. Yes, I was just thinking that that would be something to bring up as well. <laughs> Did you want to talk about your therapy? Mm, Yeah, I've been on and off going to therapy since I was a young, wee, troubled teenager. And I go through periods where I stop because I'm like, oh, I think I'm fixed now. And then I remind myself that no one's ever fixed or broken. And for me, therapy is a tool for helping ensure that I'm being honest with myself and I'm continuing, again, like I'm continuing to grow in a way that can be uncomfortable. But when you've got someone who has the experience and the tools to help you navigate that, Um, It makes a world of difference. And I think it just, therapy is a way to help me be my best self and get closer to that each day. And I think it's helped me because it's kind of taught me to be kinder with myself. It's helped me develop more kindness for everybody else as well. And so it's just been, I don't think I would be anywhere like the person I am without having therapy as a tool. I think that's really interesting because it doesn't go to therapy, Mm. does it? No. Has he ever been to therapy? No, never. So Ed and I are very much alike in yeah. that sense. We have um, a lot of like similarities in our relationships in like funny little mirrored ways. We do. And I think that for Ed and I, perhaps going to therapy is not it's not our go to. Yeah. With self care. Like I know that Ed is quite a practical person and that he's got some really cool interests, like mm. he's a bit 
He's a bit like Michael, they're a little bit geeky. Um, yeah, we love our nerds. Yeah, we do. And so he'll, like, nerd out on certain things, and mm. that might be his therapy, you know? Like, yeah. where he can give him t- himself time and space to work things out. For me, I think that probably my aqua and the walking gives me some space to figure things out. Mm. And the other thing that I've got really into that I find... It's very calming. Is I recently got really into building in The Sims. Ah, yes. So I know this sounds really stupid, Mm-mm. but um, I love to build in The Sims. Mm-hmm. I find it so calming to like place walls. And it decorate. helps that they have great music as well. I always play The Sims on mute. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I don't like the music. It's just I've got this really weird thing. I don't often listen to sound. Right. So for me, I like quiet Mm-hmm. that is where I feel most comfortable mm. so I will listen to music and I will listen to podcasts but when I choose to mm. I play most games on mute with subtitles mm-hmm. I when I'm watching things on Facebook like videos and stuff it's always on yeah. mute Instagram stories I love those people that bother to put in the captions because yes. I can't be bothered to turn my volume up I'm usually somewhere where I shouldn't be watching Instagram stories anyway exactly like people who put captions on Instagram stories are fucking gods. yeah they're angels yes and we're talking about Megan Co here um, yeah thank you Megan <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like I live my life in a very muted way hmm. like my phone is never on mm-hmm. on loud I often miss phone calls and texts because yeah. I just don't turn my volume on. Yeah. Um, and Michael is completely opposite. Michael has he has things loud, mm. like really loud. And um, I think I've just got really sensitive hearing. Whenever I do a hearing test, so part of our medicals every year is to do a hearing test, and I can pick up things real quiet. Like when I did my hearing test, the nurse was like, you picked up sounds that like, no one picks up mm. and because it's a simple test you just every time you hit you put headphones on every time you hear a noise you press a button i haven't done one of those since i was a kid oh really yeah yeah we have to because it's construction they have yeah. to change your hearing um even though i work in an office but whatever even with people talking around she was like you picked up the really low sounds yeah and the really high sounds she was like you just picked up the entire range mm. and i know that michael doesn't he's had his hearing tested um because there's sort of this there's this pitch that he can't pick up and that pitch is ten- it tends to be when we're in a busy restaurant or in a crowded place mm. and I'm talking to him he if there's music on and stuff like that he can't differentiate very well right so and I know that he struggles with that um, and he's had his hearing tested and they were like no you're fine but there's just it's it must be this pitch that he just cannot pick up yeah. on Whereas I pick on mo- I pick up most pitches, which means that I'm quite sensitive to music. Like mm. sometimes he'll play music where I'm like, I hate this song. This pitch <laughs> is making me angry. <laughs> like I cannot listen to David Bowie. Oh, I love him. I cannot listen to Radiohead. Mm. I cannot listen to REM. Okay. There's just like they just have this pitch that makes me really aggressive. And I know that that sounds weird, mm. but there's just something about that pitch. It sparks something primal in me where I'm just like, I get aggressive. Mm. I just, I can't listen to it. Interesting. I struggle. Really struggle. That's interesting. All three of those musicians, I have very strong, like, mm-hmm. uh, what's the word when you like, they're connected to certain parts in your life. Nostalgic kind of feelings for. Mm-hmm. I love them all. 
So I'm glad I don't have that same aggression. Yeah. See, my dad doesn't like music. Mm. Um, I tell people that and everyone's like, oh, that's so weird. But he just doesn't. My dad will quite happily listen to the talking part of the radio and just like swap over when there's a song. Yeah. Whereas my dad is the total opposite and will even now send me a message of a song with no context of why he sent me the song through messages. I'm like, do you want me to listen to this? Are you telling me it's good? Is this... <laughs> I'm saying, okay. <laughs> I love it. I think your dad's quite musical, isn't he? And, yeah. Which is really cool. But my dad is not. Mm. Very much not. He, I think the only person... Oh, okay, there are three artists that my dad talks about with admiration and passion. I love that I'm learning this on a podcast. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Everyone's <laughs> like, we don't care. And I'm just like, well, I'm a I can. <laughs> Um, But he really liked Joan Armatrading. Oh, I've never heard of him. You've never heard Joan Armatrading? No. That's a lie. You've watched 10 Things I Hate About You? Yes. Okay, when she's in the music shop listening to the guitar, and there's, like, that sad song in the background. Okay. It's Joan Armatrading. Okay. She kind of, she was like Tracy Chapman before Tracy Chapman. Oh, okay. Um, in the sense that her songs tend to be quite a reflection of social situations, mm-hmm. um, low socioeconomic situations. They're both black, mm-hmm. so they talk quite a bit about life from a black woman's perspective mm. um they talk quite a bit about realities of being married to people or being in relationships with people that are not great mm. um people that take you for granted that kind of thing Joan armor training was really quite influential in my dad's life oh, okay and he had a lot of her um her music on vinyl cool he also loves the three tenors Okay, yeah. So he's into opera. He'll quite listen, quite happily listen to that in the car. Amazing. Not... <sighs> I like to imagine I'm singing along. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> My dad is banned from singing. He's sing Christmas carols. It's awful. And then the other person is Bruce Springsteen. Oh, okay, yes. On this I can agree with. Yes. Dancing in the Dark is still going to be one of my favourite songs for all my life. Bruce Springsteen is amazing. I mm. have always thoroughly enjoyed Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. I went to I went to college in the UK and listened to a lot of different music mm-hmm. on the way there. Like people would be like, Oh you should listen to this and I'd just download everything and just listen to a whole heap of everything. And Dancing in the Dark was one of them that I really yes. loved. Yeah. I think my musical education has been a lot more varied and that comes from my mum from my mum. Yeah. Um my mum loves music absolutely loves it she's a preschool teacher she loves all kinds of music and she uses it quite a bit in the classroom Mm. in the sense that she likes to play music in the background she likes to do a lot of musical activities my mom likes things loud Mm. very much like michael and very much like my dad i like things soft until i choose to listen to something loud yeah here's my last question for you how do you deal with the issue of self-care versus selfishness I guess for me at the moment, what I've been realising is that sometimes selfishness is a form of self-care. And in the end, there have been some decisions recently where I've had to really consider selfishness, which has been, like, as as a recovering people pleaser, selfishness is something that terrifies me. Like, I'm always trying to make sure that I'm making everyone else happy and making the choices that are going to have the least negative impact on other people. And I think what I've really grown into this year is realising that sometimes self-care is putting yourself first. And by putting yourself first and being selfish in some situations, by putting yourself in a better situation, it helps you then spread that around to others in a way that's a lot more healthy and less like codependent or less from a people-pleasing perspective. And what's been so interesting for me is that every time I've made the choice to be what might be considered by others selfish, and I've always kind of expected potentially the worst outcome from other people and had to prepare myself for the fact that I might have to disappoint others and I might have to 
make enemies or maybe not enemies but you know like having people not like me which is which cuts to my core and every time it's turned out far better than I could have expected and so I think it's been a really interesting lesson that by being authentic and sometimes being authentic to yourself and your needs is going to look selfish to other people some people may not understand it but those that count will those that matter will respect the fact that you can put yourself first and it reminds everyone else that they can do that too. Yeah, that's kind of what I've been pondering lately. What about you? I don't think that self-care has to be selfish. Mm. In the sense that sometimes I look around the house and I think, fuck, I need to tidy up. Or, like, I need to do something because it's not great for my mental health. Right. And so sometimes self-care crosses over with chores for yeah. me. Yeah. Putting away washing, yeah. doing the dishes. And... It's nice when Michael helps and it's nice when he does stuff without me having to ask, Mm. which just like, I guess what I mean by that is that it's nice that sometimes he thinks, hey, I need to do this task Mm. and it'll make Sam feel good. Yes. He does do that quite often, which I'm very appreciative of, but sometimes if he's got stuff going on, then I have to be like, hey, hold on. Sometimes you need to do it for yourself, you know? Yeah. Michael's had a pretty full-on week. Mm. Um, he finished up at a contract that he's working on, and he's moving on to a different contract. And he's had, like, Christmas dues and all kinds of things going on this week. So I... On... Oh, God, what day was it? I think it was Thursday. Yeah, it was Thursday. I came home, and I was like, my self-care is going to be getting the house together. So we have come to the end of the podcast. Mm. So thank you very much for being here. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. It was just like our usual weekend chats, to be honest. Yeah, pretty much. But we just sat down and recorded it. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. We're going to go off and do maybe have a swim. Yeah, go have a quick swim. And then I'm putting up my Christmas tree, which I'm really excited about. Nice. And I just wanted to say that I'm so proud of you for starting a podcast because I think it's such a. There's not that many Kiwi podcasts, and I think that you're going to do such an amazing job. So nice work. Thank you so much. So thank you very much for being here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the coffee. Oh, my pleasure. Anytime. Thanks, Lizzie. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you've heard so far, make sure you pop over and like our Facebook page for more information on future episodes. Or you can follow us on Spotify or iTunes to make sure you're kept up to date with new episodes. We also appreciate you telling your friends and family about us. Show notes will be available in the description of the podcast. But if you heard anything during this episode that isn't in the show notes and you want to know more, you can contact us via our website.